You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX and Monster. I'm here with some energy this week. I'm not going to slur my words. I'm going to do my best to bring the excitement that I normally bring because last week I was tired. And yes, I said I have the man himself, the one, the only, the Mr. Monster D-Face here with me today. What's up, buddy? Yo, guys, I got him in full effect. He's here today. Don't worry about it. We heard you loud and clear. Thank you guys for using that complaint email. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's the complaint emails right at fortnitepodcast at gmail.com where you can tell Monster every week if I don't sound like the normal too loud to you, I will uh, I will change it up. I'll do my best to bring the hype. So, guys, as always, make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. And then, of course, make sure you're following Monster on YouTube. If you're not, and you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you obviously don't care what I say because I say it every week. Go check out my man's YouTube page. It's on fire, all right? On fire. Uh, besides that, man, I want to jump into it. Last week on my, my, my slum dog week, the week of Too Loud not being excited, we did talk about the Jarvis ban a little bit, and I thought, hey, since, I'm, I'm, since I didn't, they didn't get my full effect last week, I'm going to bring it back. I, wanted to, I don't want to jump all the way back into this conversation, but I do want to say something very quickly because I did some more research this week and I totally understood every point that you had about, you know, he kind of knew he was going to get banned and how he mentioned yep. it and all that. But I want to I just say I put a little more perspective into this. I, and I thought about this a little bit more as far as like how social media dictates content creators' lifestyles, mm. right? And like I, get, I totally get... And, and I agree more so with what Ninja said last week when we listened to it. Like, he's 17, right? Like, he's a 17-year-old kid who made oh, a bad you, choice. You think that because of his age, he deserves more so of a pass than anyone else? Absolutely not. I don't think that. But I do think you have to take everything into perspective of what's going on. And my, my, my overall point, and this is all I wanted to say about this, is if Fortnite bans him forever, I think it's a black mark on Epic for doing it instead of giving him a period of time like they've given everybody else. Like, even if the period of time is two years, I'm cool with it. But to say he never can play Fortnite again or create content off of it, it's kind of tough. And if I was him, I would be going around this every way I could to try to get it done. So, I mean, that, that's, that's my take on it. I just wanted to say that, that I wanted to make sure I was clear last week because of the complaint emails, that one thing was for sure. I think Epic should definitely, definitely relook at this and adjust the consequences they've well, given if to you, Jarvis. If you didn't know, he's in another hot seat. Uh, <laughs> so he can't, obviously he can't play Fortnite right. or anything. Um, but he put this little like video out, I guess for TikTok. He put on a mask that was like a grandpa mask. It was really realistic looking. He put a whole outfit on. And he's he's underage. He walks into a liquor store, a uh, liquor store, fully mic'd up, recording, and buys alcohol, and then at the end takes it off. But like the comments are like, "Oh, look, now you're cheating in real life." So like, yeah, like I don't know if it's a meme or if people are really upset. <laughs> but um, yeah, give the man Fortnite back so he can stop doing the illegal things. Oh now. my gosh, Jarvis, I'm not here trying to back you up, bro. You're going yeah, and buying you know, liquor illegally. Okay, you know, clearly, I know it's all for <sighs> the content, but the kid is edgy with the content, so 
you know, you, you, you know, maybe give them, it brings up a bigger thing is like, at, where do you draw the line? How do these yeah. kids learn where the content is, right? Because before the entry to make content was a little bit different, right? We've seen yep. it mature over through the years. You, you were a little bit older than 14, 15 years old when you got really big, right? There was some definitely right. YouTubers that have, and I'm not saying that hasn't happened, but is this a, is this a cultural thing? We're going to have to try to train these kids that get into content early, that there is a line. There is that line that mama used to say, you know, don't cross the line, right? Like yeah, the, the problem now is the ease and the accessibility, man, cell phones and a creative mind and kids are low to a creative idea. So yeah. they see stuff online, they, they mirror it and it only gets crazier. So uh, yeah, well, this is probably not the last of the outlandish stunts, but just, just saying. It's Do you think Faze is saying it? I mean, just between me and you, and we both know people in the industry, and I actually haven't talked to anybody in Phase about this at all. But do you do you think they're sitting there going like, "What the heck is going on?" Or are they, I, I think or so. are they no, saying so. we've dealt with a lot of craziness throughout our career? This is nothing. One thing about Phase that we've seen over the years is that they will back their content creators first, whether they're wrong or they're right. They'll stand in their corner. They'll help them. And, you know, that, that's the brotherhood. That is the FaZe Clan. Yeah. Um, but I do think they do have, you know, some, some great minds in their corner, obviously, some smart minds. Oh, absolutely. PR, right? So I think, I think the rules are there, whether or not, you know, the boys play by him. That's another story. But, hey, you know, Papa FaZe is always there to ba- uh, bail him out. So I think, I think they're, they're going to be all right. But, yeah, they, they must be tired of being a part of, you know, the drama at times. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, some would say Papa Face definitely for Jarvis. Some say would say Papa Epic for you over at Epic. Yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> I, I, and so I've got to ask you, have you gotten any of these these gifts that they've been sending out, these holiday packages to everybody? Symphony got oh, one. He posted I, I've up. Been I saw a media event. So last year, like last year, I did get a Christmas sweater. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if I get like skipped on who they decide to hit this year. But I, I was taken care of last year, so you know I can't be too sour. I mean, I don't you do get, have uh, a Fortnite I, World Cup jacket, okay? I know that's so. what I'm saying. Like you know, and it, it's one of those things, right? Where like you, you can't take it personal if you're not a part of the you know the list. I think I think Epic does a really good job of spreading the love. Like you never see Symphony or Nick A30 like tweeting about like getting special privileges or love from Epic and stuff like that. So for them to get a care package, I think that was pretty sick. Like normally. Or last year, around this time of the year, you saw Ninja had one. I think um, Myth got a special sweater in the mail. I got one. So, like, you know, I think, I think they definitely so just what you're saying is maybe this is my year? Maybe this is my year? Maybe yeah, I'm going to... Hey, hey, epic, yeah! So, you know, I, I haven't got anything yet. It'd be nice. It'd be a nice, pleasant surprise. But yeah, I, I, I always get hooked up, man. So, you know, it I'm is, not upset. It is I'm really cool to see this, the, how, you know, all the packages and the all the Fortnite content they send out. Like he's got oh, a yeah. cool backpack. He got like a Nerf gun and some sweatshirts. You see, uh, and... The doctor disrespect commented, oh yeah, now you can go to a, a six-year-old birthday yeah, now, party. Now you can give it away at a six-year-old kid's birthday party. Yeah. That that it's like funny. alone had 5,800 likes. That, that, that comment had 5,800 likes. Yeah, it, it, was, it was absolutely crazy. Um, but carrying on about things that were crazy, our board Booga, Coming into the esports awards here in Arlington, Texas, this weekend, and winning not one, two. but two awards, and not one related to PC, but two related to PC, because he That's took right. home PC Rookie of the Year and PC Player of the Year as well. Um, I, I 
I don't know about you. I saw it. it was really cool. I think he had his mom, and it looked like uh, some other some other family there that went, attended with him. Maybe like an aunt and grandma or something like that. It yeah. looked like. Um, and and obviously he was very very humbled and excited to see it. But what do you think this says? Number one for young kids that have the opportunity that Epic has allowed them to have, and number two, what does it say for players of Fortnite? First of all, I think it just says that the World Cup was the biggest thing that ever happened, you know, last year, period. Yeah. Um, the kid took pro of the year, rookie of the year, straight up. And that was because of one major tournament. And that was all it took to change his life around. Yep. And we're just seeing it just cascade, just just things that, you know, continue to happen for him. And, and it's crazy. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, yo, shout out, shout out to Boogie, man. He did one of the best jobs up there accepting his reward. And just like, you know, giving out of like a nice humble speech. Yeah. He did it very, very well. Uh, there was a lot of people that were crumbling under the pressure of the microphone and the stage, but that kid's a natural man. He's he's only gonna continue to rise from here. Uh 16 years old, right? Yeah, he 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 definitely handled himself well, looked great. I don't think Epic could ask for a better winner <laughs> yeah. per se, you know, to represent their uh it, somehow the dice has always just rolled perfect for them. Hey, hey, in these landed, right? Right. Like, Dude, I, I, especially, especially like you're talking to someone that you just gave the spotlight to. Like yeah. that could have been any one person. Yeah. But like it landed on a good kid, you know? Yep, and and a talented one. So uh, yeah, that, that counts too, man. That's that's a little lucky row. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's got to feel good to take home two awards in your first year of competing on a pro level. Uh, spectacular. And, and congratulations to Boo again, man. Uh, we got to get him on the show here soon. Um, I, I can try, man. You know, that guy's <laughs> hot commodity. Dude. He is. He is a hot commodity <laughs> for sure. Uh, we've talked about this a few times. One thing that we'd like to get back on the show is Patch Notes. You would like him. I would like him, oh along with 8,000 other people that have already signed the FNBR HQ petition to bring back. It says uh, their tweet out said, we need patch notes for the game to evolve. It's a fact, not an opinion. And they actually gave out a link. I believe it's on the 14th uh, for a change.org petition that over 8,000 people have already signed. Hey man, at least, you know, these, these gamers are willing to stand up for some, you know, if it's not for the environment or, you know, to save the turtles, at least they're trying to save Fortnite here. With the patch hey, wait, notes. What are you saying? Save yeah. the turtles is more important than my patch notes. Some would argue with you. That is truth. Uh, I'm saying, I bet you there's more people over the age of 18 and 21 that voted for that than did for the president. All right? That's probably but true. <laughs> they are here to change Fortnite and at least they're standing up for what they believe in. And I'm with him, man. I'm with him. There's a there's a little link out there of me um, when I when I first got the news broke to me, and I was like, oh, plus one. I threw my hands up in the air real quick. I was like, yeah, plus yeah, one, yeah. sign me up. Um, yeah, I miss the passionness, man. I I feel like as an esport, as a game with a competitive scene, it's just one more thing that the rest of the scene, the rest of the world is going to look at Fortnite and be like, you know, they're just going to clown us for it. How can you take us serious as a competitive sport if you can't really? pin down what's even changing in the game. It's bad for the game in every way, shape, or form. I understand the reputation reasons. You know, the, the media has been very, you know, positive, I guess if you want to call it that, after the changes. But for competitive players, come on, you got to release it at least a couple of days in. I, I don't see how they've been able to uh, justify this in any way, at least within the competitive, you know, department. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me ask know, you. Maybe they're fighting for it. 
Let me ask you this though. Do you think do you think this that number one, do you think Epic's gonna listen to these eight thousand people? Maybe it gets to ten thousand. Will this ever matter? We've never seen we've never seen a petition arise in Fortnite yet that actually had any traction, at least that yeah. I know of. Uh, I know we had planes in there, right? We had different things that have been talked about and very, very vocal from the community I mean, about. I mean, the trending remove the mech thing kind of worked. Yeah, but, but an actual petition signed by people individually, not just voices along the internet. These are people that took an extra step like me and you to say, I want these patch notes. Is this, it does, do you think this means anything to Epic at all? I think, I think, this is, I think it does. I really think it does. I think they understand the magnitude of getting 8,000 voices to speak up, let alone the people like myself, who I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really get to see the link ever, and I'm still standing with them. So the amount of people that are behind the scenes that want this change and are vocal for it, like myself, that didn't quite sign the petition, they will understand that that number is far larger just by, you know, just based off of common sense and logistics. Well, um, I just think as soon as like Tifu or somebody gets a, gets, gets a handle on this, like, and they, and like they share it, share it like, that. <laughs> like yeah. it's gonna no, be it, I mean, it could get so much worse. Yeah, it could, it could get so much worse. This could be another, you know, trending hashtag. It could be a very toxic uh, movement by mm -hmm. the community, uh, but it's not. It's, it's a positive, it's a positive movement, in my opinion. They're getting people to just stand by it. And like I said, um, I don't know if it's just Epic trying to distance themselves from the norm that is competitive. They're always doing things differently. And I, I see some of the reasoning behind it, but it just makes me wonder, man. I, I really don't know if it's a power struggle. I really don't know if the competitive you know, department is okay with this. Like They're just fine with this. I don't know if they're against it, but you know, some big dogs at the top are like, no, we need it this way for a certain reason. Like I, None of us know. We're all in the dark. This is the the least transparent epic has ever been with us and uh i don't like it i don't like it at all yeah i agree with you i think we both said we understand the fact of like hey look there's less complaining we can both agree there's been less yeah. complaining per se so much less on a week to week but was that the magic bro of the past year and a half or two years is that was that part of the magic like every week we as a community got up on tuesday morning and we as a community vocalized hey, you screwed this up this time, or hey, we want this changed, or hey, we're excited about this, right? Like, I feel like it was a point that allowed the community to come together at a certain time every single week, and that is kind of lost to me. I feel like there was a time where it was just like memes and anger, but when they hit a good patch, everyone was also happy. Yeah. Like, so it, it's, it's not like we complain just to complain. No, when you guys do something crazy, like a crazy stat change no one asked for and you ruin shotguns, people are like genuinely mad. But yeah. then when you do something great, like, dude, launch pads being back in combination with this, like, oh, they buffed the vending machine. Like, this is such a great change. Like, th those changes are also embraced and they do so much good for the community. So just make great changes, make great patches and, and continue to nail home chapter two. I don't know why they have to put it all away. I thought this chapter... Like for starters, when they when they went all black and they did the black hole and they didn't give us anything, I respected that. But then moving forwards, there's no reason to not now tell us what the shotgun stats are right. in English, right? Like we yep. can see it. It's there. But like, come on, put it out there. Give us that information. Show us the changes. That way we know what's changing in the game. And your best players can continue to be the best players because like the competitive scene is still, it's here. It's thriving. There are people still playing every single tournament. 
Um, and that's not changing, right? Like there's tons of money to be made, but that integrity is just going down and down and down for the competitive players because now you don't even know what's being changed anymore. Yeah, I, I and it, it, I mean, it even started this week with this bandage bazooka thing where it's like randomly out of the game. Well, was, to me, that, that could have been like a bug thing and... Yeah, but that's why it was. But like you have people, right? You have some of those people that chase the challenges every week, right? That want them done. They can't get it done because of this guns out of the game. Yeah. Um. There's no, hey guys, this is coming back, or hey, we're fixing it because of this. Like we aren't getting that, and like you said, we're not getting the communication. This is the least transparent they've been with us. Doesn't seem to be healthy for the for for, for the game, right? Uh, between the community and and the publisher here, like between us and Epic, this is not a good. This is not a good situation. Um, yeah, this, this is definitely, this is definitely the least transparent and it's kind of scary, man. I don't like it like this. I, I prefer to take the anger, the good with the bad. Um, I much rather, much prefer that. Plus not to mention like, dude, my YouTube, man. Hello. I love doing patch notes. I had such a reputation like, <laughs> now. Like, dude, it's so hard to do a patch now. Like I still make them. It just takes longer. I gotta do homework. Yeah. I had to make sure, you know, the research is right. Like, and then. Once I drop the video, if then something gets discovered, like that sucks. I hate putting out incomplete yeah. information or guides, right? You know, it's it's one of those too. So for content creators, it sucks. Well, one thing that uh, also sucks per se, I guess, for those of you that are con controller players, is once again this is coming out. We are overpowered, monster. Us controller players oh are overpowered. No, I mean, let me look, let me guess. Let me guess. Was it Bizzle? Was it yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, <laughs> and and I mean, we both love this guy. He yeah, Bizzle I, is I a do, friend of mine. I sat down with him. I did a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. Spent hours with him at the Fortnite World Cup. I love yeah. this guy to death as a person. He is unbelievable. But his tweets about controller players is getting absolutely redonkulous. Man, we have gone. I feel. I feel like I'm singing that song. Here she come around the mountain when she comes. Because I feel like yep. we're going around this freaking mountain over and over again about controller players. Like we've had the arguments, we've had the discussions, we've had the rivalries, we've seen the statistics. Is it true that most PC players are higher skilled than console players? Yes, it is true. This is this is. I mean, this is evident, right? Like most of pro games are played at a P on PCs for a reason. But now that PCs are coming over and getting controller support, this is a new dynamic that we've never seen where controllers do get on PC. Yeah, maybe maybe he's onto something. Remember, his brain works at a level of efficiency that our. I'm Boomer not saying he's not doesn't. onto something, but what <laughs> I'm saying is that I'm sick and tired of hearing this complaint, and it almost is because. It feels like an excuse for, for PC players for me. It's gone from, hey, a, a complaint to an excuse. Because I feel like they're so random. Shout out to you, Bizzle. I love you, bro. But I feel like they're so random that when he gets spanked by somebody he doesn't think he should be beat by, he tweets this out. That's yeah. how I feel. Like somebody, he's like, oh, I spanked this dude every time. And then all of a sudden, this guy grinds, grinds, grinds. And I don't know who these people are, but I feel like they're jumping on all of a sudden. They're overtaking him. And his, his reality of Fortnite is changing slowly. Just like, I, I'm sorry to say it, but like, Tifu's not the best anymore, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You're on the Fortnite podcast. You heard it first. Tifu's not the best Fortnite player in well, the world. Well, to be fair, too loud. I think, I think honestly, and I, I've been saying this lately, 
Dude, Tifu is back, bro. Loki, Loki, like I'm not saying like, he's, he's not great. Going hard. No, no, he's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not saying that by any means. I do think, honestly, honestly, I do think we're gonna see the rise of uh, Tifu again because, like, dude, no, he's been on a whole different caliber lately. He's he, really been he doubling down. He's buckling down. He definitely is, and and the line that he is on right now definitely is showing that. I, I'm just saying. We've seen in the past year a lot of no, people yeah, sure. overtake that helm that Tifu and Cloaks were on top of, right? Coming yep, off yep. of uh, coming off of TwitchCon 2000 whatever 18, it was nobody could contest them. They were proven over and over and over again to be the best, to end up at top, to end in the top five, top ten. All of a sudden, he shows up at the World Cup, the World Cup, and do, well, should I say, doesn't show up at all at the World Cup. Right, we we've seen the trends were going down for him, but lately they are definitely turning around. But I, but all in all, my point to this is I feel like this controller issue only becomes a problem when someone gets shown up per se. No, I I agree, man. I agree. Uh, on behalf of this, my take on it is definitely I don't want to hear Bizzle complain about this anymore. I don't want to hear anyone complain about it. Honestly, it's one of those things. Same old song and dance. Like we're we're done with it. We're tired of it. Uh, th- let the controller players shine, man. A lot of them are crazy talents, and they and they work darn hard to be good, especially to keep up mechanically with the builds and the disadvantages that they have um, in in the Fortnite world. At the same time, I see Bizzle's frustration, um, and the controller players admit it. Their advantage is the aim, is the shot is the not missing, jumping in the box, the pure aggression. They win a lot of those engagements. And that's frustrating, too, to be at a caliber that you can't quite, you know, see them eye-to-eye on. And having those kind of players show you up every single time in a fight, because at the end of the day, no one likes getting beamed down to zero and then not having anything in your power to be able to, like, fight back and defend against it. So I see both sides of the fence, but regardless of what, like, I don't think it should be on media anymore. I'm tired of it, too. I, I, I'm just going to sum it up as my boy Nick Merckx did. If it's so easy, then all these guys would be on a controller. That's right. And mentioning controller players, let's talk about the consoles. As I mentioned, yes, they aren't tied together. Controllers and consoles don't have to go together. There's a lot of controller players playing on PC, especially since that is actually the preferred place to play right now for most people. Yep. But the thing that is happening with consoles is according to a lot of users, and I can't say I've actually experienced this myself, although I do have a PS4 Pro. So those of you that don't have a PS4 Pro, maybe you have one of the first generations or one of the first generation Xbox Ones, maybe you're experiencing this more. I'd love to hear from you directly. Um, So please send us an email over at thefortnitepodcast at gmail.com. But according to a lot of studies and a lot of uh, videos, clips, things we're seeing out there, there are some issues with consoles on this chapter two performance. We all saw saw the game increased, you know, visually got better. Um, you know, a lot of things definitely uh, we, we we saw got a buff per se whenever chapter two rolled out. And now it seems to have the long term effect of cash issues and loading issues and all kinds of problems on console where people are getting shot before they can ever get it out of a door because, you know, PCs loading in and they're already getting killed by that. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of problems going on, and, and the biggest issue I think here is that it's not even listed on the Fortnite community uh, issue Trello board, which is where they track most of the issues. It doesn't even seem to be on their radar. Is console an afterthought now is my question, Monster. Like, we're seeing the I PC, think, we I, see all these players. So, 
Is it I think afterthought? the reason we see more like those complaints rising is because of the skill-based matchmaking. It's just a correlation, man. You put all the players now into the same pot, whether you want like you know like it or not. Mobile gamers are getting thrown in with PC lobbies, like period. Now you, you don't have to be opted in to do this. Like there are people is, just is that because less people are playing Fortnite or just because they're just doing? I, that? I think it's just the the take that they took on skill-based matchmaking to make everyone play at your supposed you know skill category, right? Right. Um, and because of that, now the frustration comes in. Now the uh, imbalances that before you were at the top of your throne, you know, mainly against, let's say, console guys, and you were just dumping on them, and you're clearly ahead of the curb. Um, once you get in those PC lobbies, the game is suddenly hard. Now everyone's, you know, you're, you're going against more skilled players. And not only that, they do have the advantages. They have that hardware advantage. So now you're seeing problems that you probably wouldn't have noticed before, like losing all your engagements. You know, builds not coming out in time because your opponent's just beating you to the punch and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think skill-based matchmaking has just been like you know a snowball effect of issues, and this is probably just one of those underlying issues that people may have not have had too much of a problem with before. But now that the lobbies are all meshed together, like you know, I see it especially from the mobile community. They're having a right. tough time. A lot of the really good players, you know, that were good before in the mobile only lobbies, now in the public lobbies with everyone else, they're having a tough time. Like it's no surprise. Well, I gotta ask you if it is a surprise at all that we have Star Wars coming to Fortnite. Dude, that was sick. That surprised <laughs> me. First of all, the whole collaboration is sick because they also dropped like the Jedi game on the Epic Games store. So yep. there was like the crossover of you know, Star Wars landing in the Fortnite world. But the bigger picture is like Star Wars is on the Epic Games store. And that game was a hit. Yeah. Like it was killing it on, on Twitch too. And people are loving it right now. So that, that was a huge collaboration, man. It's just, it's just a new age of gaming mixing with like first world, just cool stuff. You know, let me, let me ask you though, do we really like this type of gaming? And, and let me frame this a little bit. Last night, as I'm watching the esports awards, my man Richard Lewis gets up on stage, receives the award for best journalist of 2019. Shout out to him! And flames everyone in the process. And he flames Polygon, <laughs> and he flames yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some other some other sites that have basically come in and tried to in, and jump into esports news and act like they know what's going on, and then basically right. that's resulted in fake news and all this stuff. My question to you and how I'm relating these things is, do we really want other mainstreams of media making their way into all of the aspects of gaming? For instance, I get so, that Fortnite has allowed this to happen, right? They started this, and it was cool. It was starting, but is there a point to where it's like, okay, God, really, do, do, I, do I need, you know, do I need, you know, Star Wars and everything I play? Do I need this and everything I do? Do I need Minecraft showing up in my Fortnite world? Do I need, you know, like all this stuff that we've thought about through the world, although everyone right now is like, yes, I want Minecraft and Fortnite together. But besides <laughs> that, um, you know, I, I just, I, it, it, is there going to be a point where it's too much is my question to you. So I don't, I don't think there's too much collaborative uh, kind of, you know, efforts that can be thrown out there. I really don't think there is. I think we're in a, a time and place where like something, you know, everything is not for everyone, but when it, when it hits, it's going to hit home for people, right? So like the John Wick crossover or like this recent Star Wars crossover, like you're merging huge fandoms 
to one another and they're creating a legacy and a fan base that this generation will never forget. Never forget. And and then more importantly, it's nostalgic for the older generations. Like we grew up on Star Wars and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's gonna keep us in the loop and keep us never forgetting this time that we've been through this game. Um, because there's not gonna be many games that has this art style and that has this world that is like Fortnite that can merge any single thing that they want into it and make it make sense without looking forced and without it feeling weird. Um, so we're in a very special place with Fortnite, I think, especially because of just the artwork and the fact that they can do any collaboration and get away with it. Wouldn't like you they love- can throw anime characters in there tomorrow and be like, yes! 100%. Right? Like, 100%. They can do anything. So, you know, I for everybody like doesn't they, know they had ink balloons flying around and people were okay with that that's true but, that's true yeah you know, and and by the way that was just that wasn't even like a collaboration i think they were just taking fun at the oh it is hot okay what if we just put little balloons right a little teaser drop that out there and they could just do those kind of cultural things and it's and get away with it like it's just awesome people just find it to be crazy cool yeah i i one of the things I would love to know about this, and if people don't know, I so I work in platform sales, which basically means my, my full-time job is I launch products across the country and inside of our partners and dealers that we work with throughout the country. Um, anyways, the interesting part is we're always looking at statistics. And so what I wish I could see is how many people bought Borderlands that wouldn't have bought Borderlands before, right? I'm, I'm sure a ton. I bet I'm you sure it's ridiculous. Ton. And think about it, like EA, EA had control of the distribution of the last, the previous Star Wars games and all that other stuff. And those last Star Wars games, none of them hit the numbers that they recently accomplished on Twitch. Like, dude, Star Wars on Twitch this weekend, at one point had like 170 something thousand concurrent viewers. Holy cow. Like it was literally the number one game streamed on Twitch alongside Fortnite, which had like 150K. And they were just trading number one and number two spots. Wow. You're talking Epic Games, the store that they launched last year that is like rivaling the only other competitor, which was Steam prior to this. Now their games are being the most watched, most bought, probably most downloaded, right? Their store is like taking over. Epic Games is on a whole nother level and they're changing the face of the industry. Yeah. Um, It's proven. It's proven. Like those kind of collaborative uh, efforts right there to bring their games up. That, that is that is like proof right there. But yeah, like you said, those numbers, the logistics, the, the numbers would be crazy. Do you think this is enticing other developers or game creators to create their games to be more like Fortnite where it can adapt these different type of cultures and different type I, of advertisement, you know, collaborations per se? If you're not building your game to take over the world, you're already in last place. Like if you're not pres- trying to position yourself artwork style lore wise and just that open platform you're not playing the game to be number one and you're always going to be somewhere at the bottom um and that's just for starters and we're not even talking about games like mainstream games that are now making it to the epic game store like red dead redemption just hit epic game store like that's huge yep right and i'm sure you know epics isn't like you know taking exclusivity over what games can be you know uh sold on a store or whatever i'm sure red dead can be purchased in other avenues but like just they're getting big titles now now they're drawing in big titles and it's going to continue to be that way eventually we're going to get to the point where like 
games are only going to be dropped here and developers are going to want to work with Epic because just going past like, you know, just the way you distribute games and stuff, the launcher, Epic Games launcher, they do good things for the devs too. Like they take care of the people that launch games on their store. Um, so not only do they have an awesome creative code program for content creators, they have a great program set up for devs and it makes devs want to work with them. So they're yeah. killing it. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I don't know if you saw this. I know, I know we talk about this a lot on this. This podcast seems to go talk about industry things sometimes more so than the hey, game. We love it. We love the industry. <laughs> That's why we talk about it. So hopefully you guys do too. But I don't know if you saw this. And, and, I, and I just want to mention this before we get out of here and, and jump over to our tips and tricks. But I don't know if you saw Riot released over the past couple of weeks. Or they had their, their big... Dude, Riot? Oh my gosh. All right, so I'm glad I'm glad to bring this up because I want to talk to you a little bit. And you say, yeah. you know, if people aren't creating their games to do, to take over the world like Fortnite has, um, I, I think that, you know, did Epic know that Fortnite was going to? Absolutely not. In fact, if you know the history of the game, it really wasn't even planned to be what it is. Uh, right. It has definitely evolved, and you have to give kudos to the management and leadership at Epic to to turn something around like that. But not only did Riot, does Riot have League, which has been the top esports game for the past 10, 15 years. That's right. You also have Team Fight Tactics, which came out this year in you know that new, uh, I guess you could say you know MOBA card esque character esque Team Fight game, right? That that we have out. Right. Um, I'm not even sure what we're calling that genre. Um, do you know what we're calling that genre? I don't even know what we're I, calling. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't really know how to categorize it just yet. Either. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, but then you also have, uh, you know, they, then they're going and they're attacking the card game industry, the actual cards with uh, Legends of Runeterra, right? Uh, which is a whole new spin. And these aren't just the thing that's so interesting about them is I, I'm looking at them like I looked at Blizzard five years ago, which is like. They might, they're going to come to the table and compete in these other genres. And when they do, you better watch out because it's going to be a polished game. Like we saw Overwatch come out and just be like, oh, you want a mobile as genre shooter? Here, we'll give it to you, right? Like that was. And they dropped a banger. Banger, right? And, and that's that they've always been known for, you know, Blizzard always been known for the polish. And Riot is going to be known for that too, from what they see. Obviously, League of Legends super polished and is. Speak of updates and weekly patch notes. Okay. So, uh, but then they also have League of Legends Wild Rift, which is a reinstallment for console and iOS devices of League of Legends made just for that. There's going to be supposedly quicker games. I don't know exactly everything they're doing. They haven't released all the info, but it's integrated for that. And then they have Project A, which is uh, the first person shooter, the tactical shooter that's coming out. That, oh, that right there, there's a lot of hype behind because. Oh man, it, that's gonna that's gonna be our next big, like that's e-sport. it. That's that the is one. Gonna be the next big esport. It really is. It's gonna hit the scene and it's gonna hit the scene hard. And we're gonna see some phenomenal players come out of that. I would say if you are interested in creating content, you want to get on a groundbreaking level of something new. If you want to start that grind right now, where no one knows who you are, but you want to be known, I'm telling you right now. If you're listening to this Just podcast pick, and you're not, game. if you're not picking a game coming from Riot and creating content around it or creating stuff around Fortnite and what else is going on on the Epic Store and the Epic Partnership, then you are losing out because this is the direction you're going. There's other games in the industry. There's other developers that are not going this direction. And I'm telling you right now, I have been watching this industry for 20 years, bro. And I pick, I can pick games. We pick this podcast for a reason, this game for a reason. We, we, because we know where it's at 
And I'm telling you right now, there is something coming out of these Riot games that's going to be spectacular. And I cannot wait to see what one it is. Of, one of the key components to being a successful content creator is getting in at, on the right projects at the right time. And the fact that Riot has announced in advance all of these games that are coming out, it's a foolproof. It's a foolproof formula yep. for yourself to go out there and choose the one that fits your liking that you think you're going to, you know, jive with the most and, and gun it down, dude, make great content, be innovative. And, and this could be your opportunity to be seen and heard and your, your life can change. It really can. It really can. You've it's happened to you, my friend. It has happened to you. Twice. twice. Let's go over ahead (laughs) and jump, uh, jump to this week's tips and tricks. If I can ever find that soundbite. Do we have tips? Of course. All right, boss. So I want to know. We've we, we've talked about this, but it's been a very long time, Monster. Mm. Setting sensitivity and key bindings. All right. There's we've had a lot of updates. We've gone to a new chapter. It's been been a long time since we've adjusted. Can you give me some tips, some tricks to how I should be looking at my sensitivity? What I should know for you know between what feels good and what challenges me to kind of grow. And, 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 and like, how do I determine what my key binding should be? Oh man. So like, yeah, the game has evolved a lot. The best ways to go about this, if you're having a problem out there, guys, use that creative world. Now you can jump into these creative maps that are set up as map trainers. Just search it up on YouTube. I'm sure you guys can find yourself a nice map code. Find yourself one of those maps where you can use the real world Fortnite world maps uh, with, with those training uh, simulation set up so you can get your, your best aim on, your best practice on, and all that good stuff. More importantly, if you're, you're struggling finding keybinds, um, take a look at, I would start with your favorite pro or your favorite, um, you know, one of your favorite content creators, start there and always bend it to your own will. Do what you think is comfortable, but you have to commit. The more you change, the more you're going to, uh, you know, digress, the, the worse you're going to get over time. But if you can stick to one set, one combo, one flow, you'll get better over time. I'm sure a lot of you guys have honestly made the switch probably from console to PC. And this is that holiday season. You guys are going to be jumping into like getting a keyboard and getting your mouse and, and trying out your PC stuff. So for those of you guys jumping into that adventure, um, just choose, choose a set. Choose a, com- uh, a combo from a content creator. Start there and then manipulate. Get better off of that. Um, my favorite, just keep it hybrid, right? Keep, keep some builds on your mouse hand and then keep the rest on the keyboard. Kind of divvy it out. But you got to stick with it. Stick with it. Don't change too much and you'll get better. Now, for all you guys out there trying to get your console controller sensitivity going, that, my friends, you're going to have the results of YouTube. I have played a little bit on the controller, but the whole new settings, um, I'm so far from legacy. Uh, legacy meaning that, you know, it's the old stuff. You can L2 span with legacy. Linear now is supposed to be the buff. So use linear. Um, yes, there's no more L2 span, but the tracking is phenomenal now if you're actual you know hand-eye coordination with your thumbs are better so use that linear try it out and uh, make sure you turn down that edit sensitivity that's supposed to help you apparently that's the stuff that you want off all the way yeah that's the key on controller for sure is your edit sensitivity and the edit time um i do have a question for you when it comes to sensitivity on mouse or, or you know keyboard and mouse per se um is there is there a, a kind of a thing that you ever set yourself up for in a game? Do you kind of challenge yourself to be a, ha, ha, feel, make it feel a little faster than you normally would? Do you slow it down most of the time? What do you do for yourself? Just curious kind of how you attack that when you jump into maybe a new game or a new season or a new update or whatever it is. So I always try to mirror the 
mouse sensitivity to kind of rival any other game that I play, whether it be Counter-Strike, Fortnite, you know, uh, Call of Duty. I try to get it to, to the same place. That way, when I'm playing games, I'm not ruining my aim. I always, you know, have well, some kind of with. same muscle. Yeah. yeah, some same muscle memory built up. But for example, when I left to Egypt for two weeks, I didn't really get to play any games. I came back and my sensitivity just felt so slow. I felt lazy because I had to move my arm a lot. So I actually just bumped up my sensitivity by like 20 points. And now I'm just wow. on a higher sense, but I feel more comfortable. And now I'm training my you know, mind all over again, my muscle memory to use this higher sensitivity. It's okay to go up or go down depending on how you want to be comfortable. But for me, a lot of times, low sensitivity means more arm movement. It's just more like you have to be a little bit more active you know, mentally because it takes more, more power out of your body to perform at that. So I like to go, or recently I just went a little higher so it could be just easier and less, you know, less body movement involved. And I can just do more wrist movement, more flicking uh, with the wrist. So I did go up a little bit, but it all just, it all depends. It depends on preference. But once you find a spot, stick with it. If you come back from a long trip and things just feel weird, don't be afraid to kind of adjust it just to get comfortable real quick and then work off of that. I think that's so interesting that you left and you, you just took a break, right? And you come back and you could tell a difference. You could feel yeah, it. Yeah, I could. I, I just, I, the sensitivity just, it just, everything felt like, like I was working really hard with the mouse just to get my thing. So I was I've, like, you know I've what? I've been I'm just there. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've left, come back and, you know, been off for a week of vacation or whatever and come back and be like, man, this game feels slow. And it usually is that case. It's usually that it feels slower than I remember it uh, for yep. some reason. I don't, I don't know why. So. Uh, I don't think you can take enough vacations to finally get you to like ultimate <laughs> sensitivity level, by the way. Right. But I do, I do, I do think uh, at times it's good to take a break, come back and, you know, say, hey, am I playing a little slower than I could be playing? Or, you know, do I, maybe I'm playing a little faster than I should be playing. So always good to, to take it, take a break, come back and see what you got. Well, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. I hope I didn't sound drunk or, or sl- you know, slurring my words this week. Monster, I hope I brought a little more enthusiasm. No, this is a great episode, man. A, a little more excitement this week. Uh, but if I did, you can send those complaints directly to Monster at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, the number two, and the word L O U D too loud T X and Monster Monster D Face at M O N S T E R D F A C E. And Monster, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week? Yep. As always, guys, you can find me at Monster Deface across any of the social media platforms, preferably YouTube because the content's up 24-7. But we are back to daily live streams. So I'll see you guys in the Twitch chat as well. And thank you guys for all the support, Lily. We're back, and I'm happy that we were able to pump out another awesome episode for you guys. Absolutely, guys. And as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Mm-hmm.